Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need to stock up on water heaters? Save 5% on select A.O. Smith water heaters when you buy three or more of the same model. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. While supplies last, credit offer subject to credit approval can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply, U.S. only. Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and Papers Ready Class is now in session. Wow, if you guys are not dancing when y'all hear that new intro for 2017, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Welcome to Define You Radio Classes in Session, where you get the tips, strategies, and life lessons from guests who have defined their life, relationships, money, and business. Today, we are discussing beauty on your own terms with guests Beauty Mason, the fabulous Miss Renee Bolton. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for letting us define your Tuesdays. Make sure you connect with the show on Blog Talk Radio and Define You Radio's Facebook page for guest info, show updates, and more. Make sure you press 1 for questions and comments so you could get on the line with me and Miss Renee. With that being said, you guys know I kick off the show with a question I want you to think about. So this is the question or question. I want you to think about how do you define beauty and how does that affect your self-confidence? That's just giving you a little teaser of what we're going to get into tonight. With that being said, let's go ahead and welcome Miss Renee to the show. Renee, are you there? Hello, hello. I'm here. Hey, Renee. (laughs) Hi, Miss Valencia. It's so good to be on your show again. I love it, and I love the new song. It's amazing. Were you dancing when you heard it? Don't lie. It kind of makes I you, was. It puts you in the mood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Renee, <laughs> I know so much about you, and if the audience has been following along with the show from last year, they've heard you on. Uh, but for those that don't know you, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about you, Renee? Well, I am a speaker. I'm a beauty maven, meaning that I've been in the beauty industry forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. (laughs) And I'm a best-selling author as well, too. And my passion and my purpose is all about beauty. Um, And I want to, and, and not just want to, but what I am doing is I'm empowering young women and girls to really embrace who they are from the inside out. Um, to embrace their inner beauty and apply more self-love. I'm the founder of Beauty School Scarlet and the brand Scarlet Beauty Media, and it's the start of a movement to really change the world's view on beauty because I think we focus so much on outer beauty and what we see on the outside and not getting to know people and who they are and what we should be looking at on the inside. I, I definitely agree 100%. I'm all about a movement. Um and what you're doing is so so important, especially, you know, as we look at the headlines today and what's going on with teens and, and women today, I think it all stems from confidence, you know, or lack of confidence. And we know beauty really plays a part in that. So I want to applaud you 
for doing doing your part to change the world. So yay! I guess I need to get a hand clap. Uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that's awesome because a, a lot of people talk about um, the problems today. You know, with with kids today, with women today, with people today, but very few actually do something about it. And there's always something you could do. So real talk, hashtag real talk, I applaud you. So I'm excited about today's show. I really am. Um, number one, I love all things beauty. I'm very much a, a girly girl or a womanly woman, however you want to call it. And then part of my movement and what I do is all about confidence because I know what it feels like to have low self self confidence and I because I didn't feel beautiful. And that's like mm-hmm. a huge thing. So when when just to kind of just hit the questions off the off the bat, um when you think about beauty, like just generally what people think when they think beauty and you think about confidence, how do you see the relationship there? I think that um, beauty and confidence definitely goes together. When you are confident about who you are, your outer beauty is shine so much brighter. And people are attracted to you for what, um, on the outside but that, because, that's a, because of who you are on the inside. So when you're confident, that confidence just takes over and just overpowers um, everything else. And when I say confidence, not cocky and confident, but confident in knowing who you are, understanding who you are, accepting who you are and what you look like and what you see, that's the confidence that I'm talking about. And when you learn to love those things about yourself, your flaws your um, and the great things that you have about yourself, when you love to learn all of that, then your outer beauty becomes so much stronger and it just amazes. It, it, it can awe and amaze yourself as well as other people. Hmm. I I agree 150% because um, in in my own life, and I'm sure most of the audience can agree that there's something about somebody that's confident. It makes them appear more, more beautiful. It seems like their personality draws you to them. And actually those two things go hand in hand. Once I felt more confident, I can see in my in my own life where I started to carry myself differently mm-hmm. and and handle things differently. So you know, I'm sure it made me more quote unquote beautiful. <laughs> Just, you know, because I, I felt better about me. But when we talk about Inner inner beauty, because I want to touch on that inner beauty. What what are the some of the things that make people beautiful on the inside? Some of the things that make people beautiful on the inside is um, who they are, how they treat others, um, how happy they are. Uh, just just knowing when you know who you are on the inside and you accept that, everybody else will. You don't need permission from anyone else to be who you are. You don't need anybody's acceptance. And I think a lot of times uh, in society what we see these days is we see these models, we see all this airbrushing, we see all this makeup, we see all this hair, we see all these great things. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with those things. By any means, but we also have to accept who we are. I did a Mm -hmm. class one day, a workshop for young women, and I showed them these different pictures of, like, all of these different celebrities. And I was like, these are these celebrities with makeup, and these are the celebrities without makeup. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't look like this. They don't wake up. Like, Beyonce may say she woke up looking flawless, and as beautiful as she is, (laughs) with and without makeup, Nobody's flawless. It's right. a song. So you have to understand that during, you know, what these things are and what they mean and who you are. And when you accept who you are 
and not try to imitate or emulate anyone else, then your confidence and your beauty just it just shines and radiates. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you hit on the celebrity photos. Um and if any any of you guys out there have ever gotten professional makeup and professional photos and that is a lot of action to go on. <laughs> That that makes you almost look like, you know, me without makeup versus me all put together, made up, and everything else is almost like two different people. Um, so we have to be mindful of the way we accept the images that we see because, you know, we hold ourselves to unrealistic expectations to achieve something not even – you know, celebrities, quote, unquote, can achieve without the assistance of makeup teams and airbrushing, like you said, and all of that stuff. Do you think when it comes to um, with women and, 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 and girls, do you think that those images we see in society, do you think that that is like really a hindrance, so to speak, to their confidence? Do you think it like uh, if they already have low self-esteem, it like makes it lower? Like how do you think the media affects their the confidence of the everyday teen and woman? Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely think it affects them, um, some, some of them, not all of them, but I think that some of them it will affect um, it will affect their confidence in some type of way. Um, even as a, I remember me as a young girl, and I'll take, you know, use myself as an example, is when I was growing up and would see the different models and stuff and, and see what I looked like, I didn't look like them. Because when I was growing up, it was more of a um, Caucasian world that was on the magazines and in the TV shows. It wasn't a lot of right. girls and women that represented me. So... I felt like I had to look a certain way. My hair had to be a certain way that, um, you know, and I, I I grew up a pretty confident kid at a young age, but at some point I started to look at myself and say, but I'm not her. How are people going to accept sure. me if I'm not her? And I had to realize, I mean, thank God for my mom and the strong woman that she is. She taught me how to love who I am and that I was beautiful um, on the inside and the outside, and that, you know, if people didn't accept me for who, they, who I was, then it really wasn't my fault at all. It was really their fault, right. and it's their loss. So understanding those things helped to build my confidence. I got to say that, you know, as a kid, there are things that we can, kids can be, struck, can be uh, very cruel to one another. We struggle with different things. So if there's something that, one kid has lacks in, whether it's a pair of, of um, shoes or some clothes or the kid doesn't have, you know, doesn't come from this type of home or this, that, and the other. I went to, I was fortunate enough to go to a Catholic school from kindergarten to high school. And I remember mm. in high school, um, all of the girls had, I went to a predominantly Caucasian high school and, um, when I went to, to high school, all the girls, all the, the, the African-American girls had, like, designer handbags. And I had one, too, but I didn't have the kind that they had. Like, I had a coach, right? and they had, like, Gucci's and Louis Vuitton. And I was right. like, whoa, like, okay, so I need to check myself and go and get me a Gucci because I felt like I didn't fit into the school. And hmm. so my confidence wasn't as great going in. We also had something else called a big sister, little sister picnic. And um, okay. all of the seniors would pick their little sisters for the year. They would be like the mentors and, the, and guide you and stuff like that. So I was one of the last, and a lot of times when you're young, you go towards your nationality. And, I mean, that happens when you're older too. Right. But this is what happened in this situation is all, everybody went towards their nationality. And all of the girls, um, I was, I didn't get picked by anyone mm. of the same nationality as myself. And I felt some type of way. Um, I was like, I can't believe that I wasn't picked. Like, what's wrong with me? 
Do they not like me? I have what they have. I go here too. I'm cute. Like, I started questioning, am I not cute? Do I not look dressed okay? Did I wear the wrong thing to the picnic to be picked? Like, what's the deal? And so I ended up getting um, paired with somebody else. They pair you with people too. So I got paired with someone else. And it was really a struggle for me because I didn't feel accepted when I first got to school. And my confidence was, was not as strong as when I went in and when I left uh, wow. grade school. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that, Renee. It's crazy how, you know, like a lot of things dealing with, with confidence it it could start at a at a young age, you know, and I remember, you know, you talked about your mom teaching you different things and I remember, you know, different things that my mom taught me about how to how to walk, um, how mm-hmm. to put makeup on and, and those things. And my role models and I've kinda of touched on this with different people when we talked about, you know, colorism and it, um, being accepted or feeling like you like you weren't accepted because of your color, and I never had that issue because all of my role models that were put in front of me were looked like me. You know, it was Whitney Houston and Shaka Khan and Anita Baker, and you know my Barbies looked like me, so I never had an issue with, with that part of it. And my mom built. You know, I was a pretty confident kid, but as you, as I got older into those preteen, those teenage years, when when other things are important, you know, that's when mm-hmm. I kind of started to lose my confidence, and it stayed low from from you know my teens up until you know, my mid to late 20s when I really had to do some self-work. So thank you for, for sharing that. How how big of a part do you think that plays into, you know, when you talk about young women and, you know, and kids with their confidence that they see role models and people that look like them? Mm, how How much do I think that plays a role? Yeah. Um, I think that that plays, you know, a big role in in kids' lives because, and it's very important, but fortunately today, it's not like it was back then. Um, Right. There's so many different nationalities that are role models now and that are coming up that that these kids are fortunate enough to have that. Um, I think that the the younger generation, like the generation, what what is it, the millennials, um, some of the millennials are may have some struggles and may have grown up without seeing a lot of people that look like them. And so I, I think that, you know, sometimes when you have that issue and you don't have those role models to look to, you don't know what necessarily to do. So a lot of them are starting their own movements now. They've come and grown into their own and sometimes your lack of self-confidence will give you a platform to teach others sure. from um, and, or start a movement or build something um, that's going to be great to help others. And, and, and in turn, it helps yourself. So I, I think that, you know, not having someone to look to back then and, and with the millennials, uh, with some of their things as well too, that it can be a curse and a blessing. It depends on how you look at it and how you use it to your advantage or not. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> I, lo- I love that answer. I think that millennial, that age stops at what, like tw- in the 20s right now? or like, I, always get those like a, I think it's like almost 30, like their upper 20s. Okay. Um, yeah. That time frame, I always mm-hmm. get confused on those those generations. Me and, too. 
I don't even I'm look, I was born in the seventies, so whatever generation that is, like I don't know. I just know I'm not a baby boomer, and I know I'm not a millennial, so I fall somewhere in between there. Um, <laughs> when we talk about beauty on on your own terms, what does that mean to you? Beauty on my own terms is making up my own rules, basically. Um, sure. I don't have to listen to what society tells me or gives me advice on what I should look like, how I should dress, um, what I sh- how I should act. I make up my own rules, and I'm good with that. I don't look for validation from anyone else. Um, I don't seek permission from anybody. I remember when I was um, in a couple of relationships, and you know, sometimes in, in those relationships, you can lose your confidence as well because you seek validation from the person that you're with. I am a woman of a certain age, and I don't care. Like, I'm like, it's all about how I feel, what I want to do. I don't let anything di- dictate who I am. So there are no rules for me when it comes to beauty. Like, if I want to wear red lipstick and pink eyeshadow, so what? That's my prerogative. So I say make up your own rules to beauty and be happy with what you come up with. Mm. Now, since you brought up red lipstick and pink eyeshadow, because I know you spent <laughs> a lot of time in the beauty industry. So is, yes, is, ma'am. Is that, uh, does that uh, affect your beauty decisions? When being that you kind of have learned the rules or, you know, when it comes to uh, certain looks, I guess, does that, uh, you think that affects your, like, makeup hair decisions, how you present your your beauty to the world, or are you completely, like, bucking against the system and, you know what, I don't care if I have on green eyeshadow and all pink clothes, this is what I want to do. I think it's okay to go either way as long as you don't go overboard. Um, (laughs) If you want to stick to, I mean, because, you know, sometimes it can be like, okay, well, really, really, you came out looking like that, okay. Um, And it depends on where you're going. So if you're doing it and you're overboard and you don't have, you know, you're just making a statement, then that's you. But if you have a nine to five that you got to go to, or if you are going to do a presentation and you look in some type of way, then that's a problem to me. Um, so I think that there's a time and a place for, you know, having your own rules to beauty. <laughs> right, right. And I think that should be Agreed. on your own time because that's just how I am. However, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's okay to express yourself um, and be who you are and let other people understand that and accept you for who you are. I love that. I love that. It's kind of like beauty on your own terms on on your free time if it's wild. <laughs> that kind of yes. sums it up almost. Right. So as we're, as we're kind of talking about outer beauty now, um, I want to ask you when it comes, I want to kind of turn back to, turn the talk back to self-confidence. What are some factors you feel like affect people's self-confidence, whether it's yours or, you know, somebody you worked with, like what, what do you see are those confidence killers? I think rejection, fear, Uh, um, shyness, lack of knowledge and doubt. Those are some of the things that can really um, kill the confidence. And where it all starts now, because if you, I was gonna say if you have re, if you're like there are times when people have rejection and it just totally kills their confidence, um, and they don't want to go on or they're afraid. Then it then then that brings in fear, and sometimes it's like a domino effect. One does you know one does the other. So if you have that rejection, you start to have fear and you get afraid to do things at that point. 
So the next time you're faced with the same situation or similar situation, you don't want to do it because why you rejected in the past. And now you have what? A low self-esteem or either, or either lack of confidence in doing that. Then you become shy. And why do you become shy? Because you had fear from when you did it before and you were because of that rejection that you actually had. And now you are not using your knowledge. So you're lacking knowledge at this point because you're not finding a way to fix what was wrong. Instead of saying, how can I make myself better? Or how can I have done that differently? You're using that shyness because why? You're afraid. And what are you afraid of? Rejection. And now that lack of knowledge is making you doubt every single thing that's going on in your life. So now you're doubting because you don't have the knowledge and you're not using it to find out how you can fix it. And so now you shy away from doing those things. Why? Because you have fear and because you've been rejected. Mm. Powerful. And it, it, it makes it makes sense with that rejection, regardless of the form it comes in, how you said it's a domino effect. And I think if we all kind of look at, you know, instances or period periods in our life where we've had, you know, low self-esteem, we could kind of go in, in the order in which you said, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. This is how it went. Or these are some of the things I was dealing with, definitely rejection. Because rejection will make you question you and your ability. Mm-hmm. So when um, I asked a question on on social media the other day, and I would love to get your input. Who do you think has more confidence and why when it comes to men and women? Hmm. I think that's a good question. I think that women have to have more confidence, uh-huh. but men show more confidence. And mm. I'm going to explain that. I think that men show more confidence because when they're in a business setting or, you know, they, they have, or they're in the, or whatever type of setting that they're in, there's always competition amongst men and amongst women as well too, but men more so, and they have a pissing contest sometimes. Um, so they have to show who they are, that male macho bravado. And so they come off as confident. Some of them come off as cocky. So I think that right. men probably show it more, but I think that women mm-hmm. are actually more confident. Um, but quietly, some of them suffer from um, lack of confidence because they don't believe in themselves. But they have it in them. They just don't show it. Mm. And that's the, everybody else that I've talked to uh, have said um, men definitely have more confidence than women. And that would have been my answer, too, until, you know, I hear your your explanation makes sense. And I even um, asked my husband, and he said men, which I was surprised. And, he, and I asked him why, and he said he thinks um, because men play more, more sports, so in sports, build up their their confidence. It's, you know, this was his answer. Men, you know, because as little boys, they start playing sports, and you know, they're playing sports their whole lives, and it builds their confidence and and everything. But I played sports a lot. I played sports a lot, and really, when I was almost kind of at the height of my not liking me phase, my thinking I was ugly and my low self-esteem phase, I was in like a couple of sports. So that's, that kind of dispelled his theory on that, at least from my point of view. Mm-hmm. So that's my response. But I'm, I'm glad you I, – I love how you, how you broke it down, and I do believe that men do show it more. And I think society kind of um, don't like women to show it. 
mm-hmm. as much because it, it brings along, you know, negative negativity with that, you know, and like you were saying, you know, with women competing with other women, because I definitely wanted to, to touch on, on that too in a little bit. Um, I, what defining moment in, in your in your career or in your in your business made you realize that aha, this is my purpose. Like doing something is one thing and doing it well is one thing, but really knowing that that is like your purpose and your passion is a whole other. So did you have a particular moment that made you realize this is what I'm supposed to do. I've had a, I've had a couple of like aha moments in between where um, I've been in, like I said, I've, I've been in the beauty industry for years. And so beauty has always been who I am, but that's always been outer beauty. It wasn't until I started writing about beauty and about products and reviewing those products that I felt that something was missing. And that was the inner beauty piece. So I think that that was my first aha moment in writing the quotes to inspire people to really embrace their inner beauty and then thinking about how I can take that and make it into more than just quotes and expand that out um, helped me to really start to say, okay, this is more what I'm supposed to be doing. And I changed where, you know, my direction of what my brand was. So at first it was the Cisco and Ebert of all things beauty, and then it became where inner and outer beauty collides because that's really pretty much what it is. Um, and once I figured that out, my major part came when it was last year. It was uh, it was either last year or the year before. I want to say that it was last year, and it was national. Um, it was it, it was around this time. It was International Women's Month or, or National Women's Month. Um, and I was doing a workshop about uh, domestic violence, and I was sharing my story about it. And at the end of the work, well, during the workshop, there was a guy that was in the volunteering for the organization that I was presenting for on the behalf of. And he, uh, at the end of the workshop, I had everybody write a pledge. So basically, you had to say, "I, I will," blah 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 blah. So in this pledge you would check off the things that you pledged to do. And then we read them off. And then at the end, you can write in what you wanted to change. So I have framed this, and I'm going to get up and go read what he wrote. Um, and I have this sitting out. And it says, so, like, it started off saying, our rights are pledged. I have the right to not be perfect. I have the right to say no. I have the right to have an opinion. So those are some of the things that were in the pledge. And then the last two, it says, I have the right to, and then you write in what your own things are. So he put, he crossed out the word right, and he wrote the word obligation. And he said, I have the obligation to respect women in every way. And then he said, I have the responsibility. He crossed out the the word right, and he says, I have the responsibility um, to make sure women have the same rights as I have. When he showed me this, that's when I realized the impact that I had, and I was walking in my purpose. And that night I wrote a quote, and I was like, when you walk in your purpose, greatness happens. I did a Periscope video, and I cried the ugly cry because I was so moved by what this guy wrote and how how I made a difference in his life and how I realized my purpose at that point. Mm. And that that is powerful that, you know, just by telling your story and sharing who you are, you not only touch women, but you also touch men too. So, and I wanted to say also, callers, if you're live on the line, if you have a question or a comment, please press 1 and you can get on the line with me and miss Renee Bolton, the beauty maven. I I love that name. I just want to tell you that too. (laughs) Now, what what are some ways, what are some ways when, would you recommend that someone can build 
their inner beauty and build their self-esteem? Um, I think ways that you can build your inner beauty and self-esteem is if you feel like you are hurting or um, not hurting physically but mentally or emotionally and you're suffering and, you know, you have um, depression and or anxiousness or anxiety or any of those things, that you seek help. Um, and I sure. think a lot of times we're afraid to seek help and we think that it's taboo or that people are going to judge us. Um, if you don't help yourself, nobody else will. So I say whether it's, you know, there's several different ways that you can seek help. And I think that sometimes we need more than one way. There was a time that, you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to go see anybody. I'm not going to talk to any counselor. Thank God that I have the sense that he told me, yes, you do. You're going to go and, and go. Um, so thank God that I had God, first of all, present in my life. Um, secondly, thank God that I have to, you know, sense enough to listen to him to tell, to tell me to go to a counselor and to seek help. Um, and I thank God I did it. And uh, if you are afraid to do those things, you can talk to uh, someone other than a counselor or someone other than, you know, you can talk to your parents, your friends. Your friends and your parents are not going to always give you unbiased advice or help you to find the root of the problem necessarily. So that's why I say seek outside help. Invest in books, self-help books, so many that are out there. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug at this point because not that I say that my book is a self-help, but it's also part to help you to see your journey and and to see how you can journey into self-love if that's what you're suffering from. So hashtag I'm beauty inspired to keep sake Joan of original beauty quotes and affirmations is about that. What it does is it has the quote, the meaning of the quote, and then questions for you to journal your thoughts. And once you go through that, it's seven quotes per seven chapters. And seven's the number of completion. So my thought and theory behind this was once you finish reading that, you should have more of a completion of self-love. So if you're suffering from different things like that, Find books like mine. If you don't find my book, find somebody else's book. There are things that are going to get you through. There are podcasts. There are um, sometimes music. Music has gotten me through things. There's so many different things. There's a church. You know, just seek help. Don't do it alone. You are not. Realize first that you're not alone. And then once you realize that you're not alone, go seek help. I love that. I love that. We do have a question or a comment, so just bear with me one moment. Let's get the caller on the line. Area code 832, are you there? I'm here. Hi, caller. Welcome to Define You Radio. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Ms. Mia and Ms. Renee. Um, this is Tasha Dearborn. Um, I'm calling and want to ask a question about um, confidence. Um, so this is the topic that we're talking about tonight. Uh, I do work with young girls with self-esteem as well as eating disorders um, at my job. And I notice what I see in the girls, they battle with self-image a lot. Is it more common that most girls um, tend to have self-image issues, or can they, how can I put it? Are they more um, aware of it from dealing with, like, how other people see them? Is it more of a perspective way of thinking? So are you saying that, first of all, hi, how are you? Because um, I didn't say that. So welcome. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> and you you were saying that um, your question is, is, is it coming from what they see or who or who they're around? I just want to make sure I understand. Right. It's kind of both. It's kind of both. Um, I want to know more of why is it the self-image that's more affected than anything else and the girl battle with self-image? I think that young girls battle with self-image because of what they see a lot of times. Um, it's funny because I am. Um, I watch a lot of Ratchet TV, and I do that because I need to understand where are these girls getting things from. 
And mm. if I'm going to teach a workshop, I have to understand who, who are they, where, where's the language coming from, where's the dress coming from, where is the look coming from, where are they getting these words from. You know, I, I need to relate and understand those things because I'm not a part of that world outside of that. Um, so what I see is that they, they, you know, some of them watch reality. Some of them have the, the videos. It's not, a, you know, a lot of videos that used to be out like back in the day, but some of them watch the videos, the magazines, and they think that they can be these celebrities, and we have to teach them how to be their own celebrity. That mm. you can't really emulate and be, Car- Car- her name is Cardi B. Everybody loves her on Love and Hip Hop. And, you know, she says some funny stuff, but you can't go to work sounding like Cardi B. Mm. Cardi B is doing that because she has a job. Love and hip-hop is her job. So I think a lot of these young girls see these these different things, and so they feel they have to act that way so they can be where she is um, or whoever they feel like they want to be like. Or they see a lot of times, like I was saying earlier, you get in school and these young girls – you know, they make fun of each other or they judge each other. And it's not because of it's. That's just the way, unfortunately, that's the way that it is. And until we teach them differently and we show them girl power and how to empower one another, it'll continue to be that way. Awesome. Wow. Thank you for answering. I hope Thank I answered you so much, Tasha. <laughs> Thank did. you so you much for, for your question. Thank you so much for your question. Great answer, Renee. I love, um, I guess I'm going to have to, I've heard the name. I don't know exactly who Cardi B is, but I've heard the name before somewhere. Um, but I love that you say you watch Ratchet TV. Um <laughs> Something you touched on uh, about being your own celebrity. What what do you mean by that? Being your own celebrity is basically just really being the center of your own universe. It's really understanding who you are and loving who you are. Um, I can't be Beyonce. I will never be Beyonce. I will never be Rihanna. And as much as, you know, I might exercise and do all this, I'll never have the body of Tiana Taylor. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be Renee Bolton. That's who I'm going to be. And I'm going to focus on being the best Renee Bolton that I can be. So that's how I'm going to go be my best, my very own celebrity. I'm going to treat myself sometimes. I'm going to love myself a lot, a little bit more every day. I'm going to accept mm-hmm. what I see in the mirror. And I'm going to embrace who I am and and just go with it. I, I love that. And I think, you know, part part of the title or the subtitle for Define You Radio is Classes in Session. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are truly taking notes. Um, because I think if we, if we fix our selves and, and work on accepting who we are and loving us and, you know, like Renee said, a little bit more every day, then that will radiate outward and you'll touch somebody and then you make it a, a good domino effect or the opposite of the domino effect. We all lift each other up because we feel good about us. So thank you for that also. Now, I have, I did a video on Facebook last night, I think, and I want to get your opinion when it comes to, to confidence. I one of the things I said was three things we should stop doing is comparing ourselves to other people, competing with other people, and complaining about our lives. What are your thoughts? Love every single one of those points. And that's part (laughs) of how to also be your very own celebrity is competing with other people. That's, I mean, I've always said be your own competition because, if I want, if I've always said I want to be, when I was little or younger, I would always be. I want to be the next Oprah. Okay, mm. that's great, Renee. You could be the next Oprah, but if you only want to be the next Oprah, you're only going to go as high as Oprah. 
What if there's a way wow. to go higher than what she's done? So if I'm mm. being my own competition and I'm only competing against myself, but I use some of the things that she's done, I can go higher and above what she's done. I don't have to limit myself. And I'm not saying by any means, Oprah is large and she is amazing and I love uh, Auntie Oprah. However, <laughs> there are possibilities where you can go higher and bigger and better. Yes. Is that one of your hashtag I'm beauty inspired quotes? It is. I don't know which quote it good, is, but I definitely have one. something like that. <laughs> that's it. That's a good one, and it you summed it up so eloquently and made it make sense. Like, if you're competing or comparing yourself to somebody else, you're really limiting yourself to only do what they've done. I love that. I love that. And and complaining about ourselves. Because one of the things I, I think we do a lot as people, I'm not just going to say women because, hey, men, I know I have some men listeners to the show. Um, but we, we complain and we tear ourselves down a lot of times from the moment we hit the, the, the floor, the bathroom floor, we're looking in the mirror and we start complaining about ourselves and our lives. How can we combat that? Like what? What do you recommend people do when they find themselves in that space of complaining about themselves? I feel like when you start complaining about yourself, you just got to look in the mirror. Um, And you know when you're, like, down on yourself and the emotions that you go through when you get there. So usually it's it's something that happens. I'm not saying that it happens on a regular basis with people, but sometimes it happens often with some people. Sometimes it happens less, less often with others. But know what the signs are when they're coming, and when you see that coming, try and change your course. Um, and then look in the mirror, and whether it's writing down positive affirmations or just, you know, to get that not complain about who you are or what your situation is or what's going on in your life, because that brings negativity to you and to others. Um, or notice when you're in a bad mood, to try and change that because when you start to complain, people don't want to be around you. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. <laughs> people want to be positive and uplifted. Um, and so if you are the one that's complaining and people are looking at you sideways, you're like, why are people looking at me sideways? Think about what you're saying or how you're saying it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. And then think about, is it going to change anything? What you're complaining about, is mm. that changing anything, your complaints? If, if the answer is no, then you need to just shut up. Wow. That's what we call a mic drop moment. Because <laughs> it, it, it summed it up. Like, I think that is like perfect advice when we get to tearing ourselves down and picking apart our lives and everything else and getting in this real ugly space and rubbing off our ugly feelings on everybody else, just kind of stop and ask yourself, is this going to change anything? And like Renee said, if the answer is no, then just shut up about it or just hush or be quiet. Whatever terminology you want to use, like if you're complaining about the mole on your face, for instance, or um, not having enough money. You complain about it, it's not going to make you hit the lottery, and the mole is not going to just automatically disappear. And I use mole because of the simple fact that I went through a whole I hate my moles phase, and I come from a family of I have moles on both sides of my family. Genetically, I'm going to have moles, and I have them. And I went through this whole thing with my moles and with different parts of me. And like you said, I I just had to accept, you know, I can't change that, you know, and you can't pull a mole off because I don't know if it's true or not, but they say you'll bleed to death. <laughs> so... But so I had a whole mold acceptance phase, you know, 
You guys have heard me talk about my big lip acceptance phase and my big eye acceptance phase. You know, sometimes you got to accept yourself in pieces to be your own celebrity because I'm, I'm working on that aspect of my life. Um, we have I like love that, by the way. Left. What, to... Uh, now, look, I forgot what I said. <laughs> you said you have to accept yourself in pieces in Some order pieces. sometimes to be your own, yes, to be your own celebrity. And that's so true. I mean, sometimes yes. it's, it's phases. Mm. Thank you. We're going to have to quote that, and I'm going to tag me and you in it since it's a, it'll be a joint, joint celebrity <laughs> quote from Valencia and Renee. So y'all, you know, I love somebody, if you're, if you're on the line or listening online and you're on the Define You radio page, please post that and tag me and Renee in it. That was a perfect quote. That's a t-shirt. If mm-hmm. somebody yes. it's, it's hashtag copyrighted Define You radio uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I hit on this before we kind of um, start closing out, but... One of the favorite things that you you said when we talked, um, when, when you were on Define You Radio last year, we talked about one of my favorite words, which is no. Say, mm-hmm. How does saying no affect your inner, outer beauty, your confidence? How How important is saying the word no? It's very important to learn how to say the word no, because when you learn how to say the word no, you build up uh, your confidence, because we feel guilty when we say no right now. We uh, feel bad when we got to tell somebody no. We feel like we got to give them an explanation. Well, I'm sorry I can't do that because, and then you got to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I can't do that because, or no, I'm sorry because. Then you get nervous because the answer is no. Oh, my God, what are they going to say? No is a very powerful word. And it's very hard for a lot of people to understand how to use the word no. But Mm. when you say no, you don't need to give an explanation. You don't need to feel scared. You don't need to be worried. You don't need to let it affect your whole being. Um, You don't need to be shy. It's a very, very powerful word. And you got to use it. You have to use it. And when you're starting to say no, the first thing you got to realize is that there's beauty in the word no. Mm. And what I mean by that is you have to, you know, really, it's, it's a complete sentence. And Auntie Oprah said that before, that no is a, a complete sentence. And I've lived by yeah. that ever since I've heard her say that. And that's, it's truth and beauty in that. No. Valencia, ask me a question. No. Any question. <laughs> no. See, she just Renee. told me no. Oh, I was going to say, Renee, you want to, it's, it's crawfish season here in Louisiana. I was inviting you to Louisiana, but you said no. No. Nope. <laughs> and there are ways Wait. that you could say no. I could say, no, I don't like crawfish. Or I could say, no, I don't care for crawfish, but thanks. Or just no. I don't have to give an explanation why I'm not interested in her invitation. Valencia is going to live. That's the funny thing about it. And she's going to go on about her day. And she's going to be okay with my no. Right. And still eat crawfish. And. The other thing is what I love, I just got to say this one really quickly, is that Mm -hmm. don't hold back what you say it. Say it like you mean it. And my auntie, Wendy Williams, from um, the Wendy Williams show, she ain't really my auntie, but I'm just saying that. Um, She has, you know, said, say it like you mean it. That's her whole show is about say it like you mean it. And it empowers Mm. you in so many ways, and it builds your self-confidence when you say no how you really mean it. Mm. So there you go. Amen. I I love the word no. My first word uh, ever was no, and I've <laughs> learned 
to 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 say no at least twice a day. It keeps, you know, what they say, apple a day keeps the doctor away or whoever. Saying no a day keeps low self-esteem away. I'm gonna I love that. it. It 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 does. There and the bad part though, uh, and we'll have to like definitely pick this up on another show. Just do a whole show about saying no and and that's it. Because we mm-hmm. do say no, but we want to explain, or we'll say no and we'll see how the other person reacts. And no will turn into, well, okay, I guess I can. Or, you know, we won't stick to that no. So you guys definitely be on the lookout for, you know, Renee to be back on. And we're going to talk about all things no, how to how to say it and, and really mean it. You know, like you said, I'm going to live if you don't come to Louisiana and have some of the best crawfish in the world. Um, and I'm not going to be mad at you. So, mm-hmm. and it comes from you saying no. We definitely have to get that in our vocabulary regularly. I'd say say no five times a day. For the rest of 2017, guys, say no at least five times a day. Just randomly yell it out to your pets, your kids, whoever. Just say no. It feels empowering. Renee. And practice makes perfect. It, yes. No. <laughs> I want to make sure that the the listeners know, you know, what what do you have coming up? How can they get in touch with you? If you can go ahead and give your information so the listeners can reach out to you and find out more about Miss Renee Bolton, the beauty maven, hashtag I'm beauty inspired. You could go ahead and give out that information. Absolutely. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Periscope. I haven't been doing my Periscopes like I used to, but I'm going to get back on. All of those things at A Beauty Scarlet. So it's A Beauty Scarlet with one T. Um, you can also find me on my website, scarletbeautymedia.com. And there you will find all about other things that I'm doing as well, too. Um, I am starting to do all of my research for my next book, um, hashtag I'm Beauty Inspired. I'm not releasing the name just yet because I'm still working through the different titles of it, but it will be a series, um, the next part of the I'm Beauty Inspired, uh, and Beauty, I can't even get it out, I'm Beauty Inspired series <laughs> of books, <laughs> tongue twister there. And um, you can always, if you have questions, there's, email, there's a, a newsletter section that I'm still trying to work out. Um, and then there's also email that you can always email me. And you could also look at my blog, beautyschoolscarlet.com as well, too. Yay. And if you guys are listening to the show online, um, it's all Renee's information will be in the show notes. Make sure you connect with her um at a beauty scarlet on all social media and scarletbeautymedia.com it will be posted on Define You Radio's Facebook page also with that being said Renee wow thank you so much for for coming on Define You Radio and helping everybody define their Tuesdays and I can't wait to have you on again would you like to leave? Would you like to add any parting words before I close out the show? I first want to say thank you so, so much for having me as a guest. Um, I always enjoy our conversations, and I love your audience. You guys are amazing. And just really, you guys know and understand is that beauty is being the center of your own universe and while being centered with the universe. Yes. So I'll say that again. Love Beauty it. is being the center of your own universe while being centered with the universe. So go center yourselves, love on yourselves a little more, and enjoy your beauty. Wow. Well, thank you so much again, Renee. Like I said, we'll definitely have you on again. Guys, as usual, I'm going to end the show with a quote. 
This week's quote comes from Sophia Loren. Nothing makes a woman more beautiful than the belief that she is beautiful. With that being said, pens and papers down. Class is officially over. To connect with me in the show, please visit www.valenciagwallace.com. And remember, only you can define you. Have a great week. 